What is true power? What does it mean to really have power? Our first reading is uh, from the book of Exodus, recounting uh, the Passover. And from that, we, we learn about the power of Pharaoh, what his power meant. For him, it meant to have a whole people serve him all the Israelites, to build the supply cities, to make bricks, to serve one man. And it's, it's, a, it's an interesting contrast. Because in our gospel, we hear about Jesus. He sa- the gospel says, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, He rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Jesus totally turns everything around. Having all the power in the world, realizing that God had given him all the power, he bends down and washes the feet of his disciples. I had the opportunity this morning to be uh, in the elementary school, and I was asking some of the kids in the school, like, what would you do if you had all the power in the world? And they had, like, all these great answers, you know, like, I'd buy a fishing boat, or, um, (laughs) you know, like, I'd make my brother do my chores, you know? (laughs) Um, None of them said they would wash their best friend's feet, you know? But... That's exactly what Jesus does. That's exactly what he does for the apostles and what he does for each and every one of us. Having all the power, being completely God, being completely in control, his last night with his apostles, with those he journeyed for for three years, He takes off his garments, kneels down, and washes their feet. He says, I've given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. This is who God is. God is love. God takes everything that the world shows us and just flips it on his head. You know, we kind of... You know, we, we hear this and we're like, right on, you know, Jesus, serve us, you know. <laughs> but we're called to be conformed to the master. We're called to be transformed by God's love. You know, God becomes man, you know, he comes down, we celebrate Christmas, spends his 33 years here. But it's not like Jesus is just like, come and I'm like, hey guys, just came to hang out for 33 years, you know, see you in heaven. You know, like, that's not what Jesus does. He comes and he says, I, I see your brokenness and I want to enter into it. I see it and I love you. He says, nothing you can do can make me stop loving you. Jesus comes and takes on our humanity to absolutely transform us. To bring us into his love. And that's the beauty of this night, of Holy Thursday. That God doesn't desire us to stay in our sin. 
God wants us to know so much of his love. He wants to us to encounter his living love. You know, like we sometimes like, we have a temptation uh, to be like, man, I've disappointed God and everything. And what we see in the, uh, the gospel today is that even in our brokenness, Jesus knows that Judas is there. Jesus knows exactly what Judas is going to do. And he still kneels down. He kneels down. He doesn't trample on us in our sinfulness, but he kneels before us and serves us, saying, I want you to be made clean. I want you to be made whole. I want you to realize that you don't have to live in sin, but that you can rise up. Rise up in my love with me. One of the things we'll pray uh, in the Easter Vigil Liturgy is the exalted. And one of my favorite lines in it is this. To ransom a slave, you gave away a son. Like absolutely unthinkable. To ransom a slave, God gave his son. That's the love that God has for us. That's the love that God wants to share with us. And he invites us to follow Jesus, to follow the master, to follow the one who empties himself. And we kind of, we we have a fear of following completely, you know, especially in college. You're like, man, I want to make sure I get good grades. I want to make sure I have a job. I want to make sure that there's going to be some sort of comfort in life. I want to know that my future is going to work out okay. And so, Lord, I'm going to grasp onto these things for a little while to make sure I can figure everything out. Uh, And then I'll kind of let you fill in the gaps. And Jesus says, no, let go. Jesus says, come to me first and learn from me. He says, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Follow me first, and everything else will work out. Because, you know, you can get a nice job, you know. All your relationships can work out perfectly. But if we don't have Jesus, if we don't follow God the way that God asks us to, things will fall apart. Jesus teaches us tonight to live in his love, to stay in his love. God doesn't want to shame us. He wants us to come to conversion through his love. I love the story of St. Polycarp. St. Polycarp was um, first century or second century church father. And he was actually a disciple of John uh, the Apostle. And so he used to spend a lot of time with St. John. And uh, one day he kind of asked St. John, he's like, you know, you always speak of love so much. It's like every other word is love, love, love. He's like, why do you do this? And John you know, he's, he's an old man at this point. And he kind of just like, it's like you watched him have a flashback. Thinking about those days on the shore of, shores of Galilee with Jesus. He said, I speak of love so much because the master did. I speak of love because the master did. Like John, you know, 60 years after the crucifixion and the resurrection, 60 years after the Last Supper, remembering everything that Jesus had said and done, it was love. John had an encounter with the God who is love. The God who doesn't desire to shame us. The God who doesn't desire to like trample upon us, but the one who wants to lift us up. To lift us up to come to follow him. 
to lift us up to share in his divine life. And how do we follow him? Precisely through this night, precisely through Holy Thursday, the night when Jesus instituted the Eucharist, the night when Jesus instituted the priesthood. When he said, it's not enough for me just to wash your feet. I need to give you my entire self. I need to share with you my body and blood. How do we follow Jesus? Through the Eucharist. Yeah, I think of like the story, I think it's like Hansel and Gretel, where they're like walking through the woods and they like leave the breadcrumbs behind, you know, so they can find their way home. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if we want to know the breadcrumbs to get home, it's the Eucharist. The Eucharist is what we follow to get home. Jesus wants us to know him. He wants us to follow in his love. And his way is small. His way is humility. His way is emptying ourselves of all of our, of all of our own desires and placing ourselves entirely in his love. That's where we find true greatness. That's where we find true comfort, true peace, is in following the Master. Unlike Pharaoh, Jesus' power doesn't seek his own gratification. It seeks ours.